and welcome to my podcast about sexual assault on college campuses, more specifically here at the University of Arizona. We are going to talk about how we can solve this problem. Today on our podcast, we have two special guests who are students at the University of Arizona. Our first guest is Kylie Reynolds, who is a first-year female student here at the University of Arizona. She's an education major studying to become a special needs teacher. Our second guest is Julian Olea. He is a second-year male student at the University of Arizona. He is a public health major studying to become a physical therapist. First, I wanted to start with how you as students at the U of A feel about sexual assault. Is it something you worry about? How often do you think about it? Do you feel safe on campus? Hi, Rachel. Thanks for having me on your podcast today. Um, Well, being a student here at the University of Arizona and being a male, I generally don't think about sexual assault. Um, walking on campus and going around, I don't feel unsafe uh, because I generally feel like I can protect myself in, if I needed to be. Um, so overall, like I would say that as, as a student here, I would feel pretty safe. Okay. So thank you for having me on your show today. I feel like in general, being a female, we have more to worry about because we are targeted, I feel like, more often. And sexual assault especially is something that I worry about all the time, especially walking alone. I never walk alone, like, past when it gets dark because I think it's unsafe. And even when I am with someone, I feel like there's still that worry in the back of my head. And especially targeted at, like, certain events, like parties and stuff, if I know one of my friends is, like, intoxicated, I'm going to make sure to, like, be by their side more to make sure that they don't get taken advantage of. So I feel like um, how often I think about it just depends on, like, when I'm walking at the time of day or like if I'm out at like a party or something, it just depends like where I am. Have there been any instances that have happened since you've been a student here that made you want to be more careful about this issue? Not necessarily to me or my friends, but I know I've heard like multiple girls getting drugged and that's like a huge concern of mine, especially like I feel like when you go out there, it always needs to be, like, one person that's somewhat, like, responsible for the group so they can, like, keep an eye on everybody because it's, you just, like, never know, and it'd be better to have one person that could, like, see what's going on. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I read an article written by the U.S. News. It was written in 2018 that talked about some preventative matters that colleges are implementing to try to end sexual assault. Um, some of the examples included students taking classes such as martial arts, um, like self-defense maneuvers, um, learning to identify potential perpetrators, um, mandatory school-sponsored training, and uh, this program called Green Dot, which teaches bystanders uh, who see trouble to intervene effectively. Um, Do you guys know if the U of A is implementing any of these solutions or any other solutions, or if they're not implementing any solutions? Well, uh, being a student here, I'm not too familiar with any of these preventative, um, like sexual assault, but, um, but I think that it would be important that in case if something like that does happen, that it, that the university makes it as easy as possible to come forward Mm -hmm. and not, uh, essentially blame the victim of, of who's been like sexually assaulted. Um, because then at that point it just makes it harder for anybody else to come out and like um 
express what had happened to them. Mm-hmm. I think that they should for sure have mandatory defense classes for everybody because, like, that way no one feels, like, awkward taking it or signing up for it and just, like, everybody knows it, especially for females. And then I think that they should also, like, teach guys, especially in general, like, to stick up for them. Like, let's say they see their friends doing something bad. They should, like, teach guys that they need to, like, be there for girls and, like, stick up for them when they think something's going wrong. I think that U of A right now, I know they have a self-defense class, like, that's offered for free, I think. It's, like, at the rec. Mm -hmm. But that's, like, the only thing I think that they have, and I think that they should definitely have more opportunities, Mm -hmm. especially because, like, the self-defense class isn't very often. Mm -hmm. And when it is, they don't really advertise it that much. So I think that it's something that they should take more seriously. I agree. I do know that they offer those classes, but I know that they're not as frequent as they should be. And also, I do believe that there was some sort of, um, like, some sort of talk about sexual assault during new student orientation, but I feel like they just really quickly went over it. Um, Other than that, I can't think of anything that the U of A is doing to prevent this issue. I know that they have the blue lights in case you're in trouble, but I've personally found myself noticing that like they're not everywhere and it's really dark on campus like the campus should be more lit up at night I think that the other issues at like fraternities and stuff there's been past like records of sexual assault and I feel like they haven't really done much to prevent that other than like kick that certain frat off but it happens all the time and they just like don't always find out about it Mm -hmm. so I don't know exactly a solution that we could have for that but it would definitely be something that should be okay so you actually bring me to one of the questions that I had that has to do with the Kavanaugh case where Cassidy Blasey Ford brought up years and years later that um, Judge Brett Kavanaugh sexually assaulted her in high school Um, he was running as a justice for the Supreme Court at this time and they found that there was not enough evidence um, supporting her claim So, um, I think this brings up a very important part of sexual assault, which is underreporting. So, I guess my question to you guys is, um, do you think there's a way that this can be solved, getting victims to start reporting an assault, um, so the perpetrator doesn't get away? Yeah, I think, I think definitely creating an environment in which people are able to come out and not be ashamed for what happened to them. Um, I know... Uh, there's a movement called the Me Too movement in which it creates um, a community in which people aren't ashamed to to come forward and, and share their stories so that the perpetrator gets what what should be done to them. And um, did you hear that movement through the University of Arizona or was it another outside source? No, I, I heard it um, through an outside source. Um, and I'm not aware that there's anything like that here currently on campus. And do you think that's a problem? Yeah, definitely. I think that not having a community in which people are able to come forward and, and feel comfortable with coming forward, um, makes it so that a lot of cases are being underreported. I agree. I agree with that. I think that they're trying to make younger adults more comfortable with it. I know when I was in middle school, we had, um, a guest speaker come talk to our entire grade 
and talk about how she didn't come out for so many years and then nothing could be done and so she was like encouraging that behavior of like coming out mm-hmm. as fast as possible but I think it's something really hard for a lot of people I think down the line if they keep pushing for it that it will eventually get solved and I actually um heard this TED talk on the Me Too movement from the founder and she said that there has been a lot of negative repercussions from the movement um such as it is a like gender dividing movement and it's just like um to speak out against men and I don't know what do you guys think about that I don't really understand like why we'd be getting backlash like that because I feel like it's a really good thing like I don't really know how that could be gender dividing because sexual assault can happen to males too although it is more common in females Mm -hmm. but I think that people are just being sensitive to the subject instead of like looking at it as like a whole picture and I'm gonna add one last final point to that and um a lot of times for sexual assault a case um people's attention is refocused to the perpetrator and in the case of Kavanaugh it was focused towards him whereas um in this movement it's supposed to be about the victims and people found it to be like a movement focusing on the perpetrators okay my next question um so several studies have shown that while athletes comprise approximately three, uh, of 3% of the college campus population, they are responsible for roughly 19% of the reported sexual assaults on college campuses. Um, why do you think this might be? And um, I also read an article that talks about how sexual assault is very common in Division I schools. Um, and how a high-status athlete being a perpetrator brings up a serious question about if people would defend the athlete or the victim, um, and if the university would look the other way or would um, help the victim in this situation. So what do you guys think about this? Yeah, definitely. I think that this is a a huge problem um, because of how prevalent it is. Um, I know that there's a case of of Brock Turner, who was a Stanford student who had allegedly raped um, a a female late at night, and his sentencing was only, I believe, six months, Um, but eventually he got released before his six months, and so I think that this, this type of, like, environment is protecting the students a lot more than they are protecting the victims. And so you think that if he was just, like, a regular kid who wasn't an athlete, he would have gotten more time? Yeah, definitely. I think that he would have had a a much more severe um, penalization um, just because of his status not being as high as as a student who is in a Division I sport is. Yeah, I agree. I think that because a lot of them are in sports, like, oh, I can do this and get away with it, which is, like, something horrible to think. Like, no one should even think that they can get away with anything like this. Mm-hmm. But I think that for sure he, like, thought it was fine to do because he was an athlete and the administration or whoever would look the other way. Mm-hmm. And that was right. <laughs> okay, so my final question is, do you think that we can come 
to a solution and end sexual assault? Is this an achievable and reasonable goal we can reach? How and why? Why not? I think that this is is an issue that is is really uh, difficult to tackle because it's all based on the behavior of a certain person. So there's different things that you could implement, such as self-defense courses and, and preventative measures like that, but it all depends on the perpetrator and until people are focusing on the root of the problem, such as like getting consent or uh, making sure that people know essentially what's right from wrong, um, the problem isn't ever really gonna go away. I agree, it's just like with any other thing, it depends on the person. So like, how can we stop robberies? Oh, we can put alarm systems and stuff, but that's still not gonna stop people from doing things. Mm -hmm. So it's like really hard to tackle something like this Although it would be really good, and I wish that could happen, I don't foresee it being possible. Well, thank you guys for being on my podcast. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us.